Everybody take my hand. All aboard the struggle bus to the saddest in the land. Da 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 da. Beep beep boop boo. Everybody aboard the struggle bus. Let's all cry together. Cry on each other. Use each other's tears as a way to cope. All aboard the struggle bus now. Right. Everybody go. All right, all right. Are you done now? Please be done. Welcome to the Trash Bin Kids podcast. We're your hosts, Damon Rivera and Jackie, aka the only round burger in the crave case. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Join us every week as we <laughs> keep going. Don't you touch the button? Just. Join us every week as we pour over the media that warped our minds and molded us into the upstanding mutant citizens we are today. We'll pick apart old favorites, current obsessions, and all the glorious trash in between. On this episode, we will be having our year-end wrap-up. Uh, even though we've only been with you for a month, seems like way longer. We've been alive for way longer. What is time, anyway? It's a um, <laughs> Not really. The, the pandemic has made a mess of everything, but we have and continue to struggle bust through it. And today we'll mm-hmm. be sharing some of the things that helped us through. So I think we should start at the beginning of 2020 when we had hope in our hearts and a pep in our step and yeah. no it masks was, on our faces. It was real cute when it was like, everybody's like, oh, the new decade. This is a new slate. That was very quaint. <laughs> oh, we don't use words like quaint anymore. <laughs> Well, in 2020, we started off strong because Mm -hmm. we started off like celebrating our anniversary at the end of the year and we went to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia Philadelphia specifically. Precise, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I went on a trip with my friends. It was my first time uh, crossing the pond, as they say. Um, I went to England, London. Good day, mate. That is definitely Australian, That's but okay, your opinion. sure. That's your opinion. <laughs> I know, it's, it's a fact. And that was quite an experience. London is a lot like New York City, I would mm-hmm. say. Except for, obviously, they have like really crazy architecture. I love the signs and awnings yeah. on their pubs and restaurants. They're really cool. Yeah, I remember when, we, uh, when you got back, that was one of the first things I told you was like a lot of the pictures you sent me, how every business has like their own sign. Yeah, and, and they're just, like, really old-fashioned, and you can tell they've been there for years and years and years, and they sort of keep up that um, look. Not a lot of neon signs or, like, mm-hmm. Mario's grocery store signs. <laughs> um, and like I said, it's a lot like New York. Um, their uh, uh, underground, overground train system is a lot like ours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. traveling, for me, was easy. You pick it up quite quick. Um, you know, we went to all like the touristy spots, went to a couple museums. And when I say a couple, I mean one. We weren't there for very long. Well, does the Tower of London count as a museum? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower of London. There you go. It was a really... Damien, Damien with the layup. Ooh. It's like you were there. It's like I was there. London was an awesome experience, but I did get sick like day two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I might have had the coronavirus. You lost your hat, Who knows? Too. Oh, yeah. That day set one. me off. Um, the viewers don't know me well enough yet. Well, the viewers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the listeners don't know me, but I, I love a hat. Hat God. Beanies, berets, cat ears. Mm-hmm. Hoods. Hoods. I love them all. Yeah, you love cranial and accessories. in an effort to pack light, I was like, I'm going to take one motherfucking hat, and that's going to be on my head. Mm-hmm. And 
we were off of the plane for maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And I lost my goddamn hat. I mean, I don't blame you because I feel like if a trip like that, you because you also had just like a basic like knit beanie kind yeah. of hat. So on a trip like that, I feel like that's what you feel like. This is the only thing I need is like this one hat and I'll just rock it. It's very utilitarian. And uh, but you upgraded. that hurt my soul. You upgraded though. Yeah. Because now I you did. have a Mongolian falconer's hat. <laughs> so that was... Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good find. Yeah, we were my uh, three best friends who may be listening. Hi. And we went there to celebrate my friend's recent uh, graduation from grad school and a friend's birthday. So it was really nice. We went to a a drag show for Dragula, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. But I was sick the entire time and I had to leave early. And I thought I was literally going to die. Yeah. I guess that's me like being very dramatic because... I mean, you were pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a... It was a, the worst that sick I've ever been and it happened quite fast. It was like from one day to the next. I was just like dying. Yeah. You got sick pretty early too, right? Yeah. It was like the second day. And yeah. um, I had fevers, chills. I was sick for way long after I returned from London. That's fucking miserable. And, um... That has to be the worst experience, right? To, like, be sick and have to go through, like, airport shit, international travel. Oh, yeah. Um, I cried (laughs) in the middle of the airport. Um, we had a connecting flight from London, from one London airport to Spain. Mm -hmm. And we had to, like, leave, like, the entire gate, the gates. We had to leave the gates to go get our tickets for the next flight. And we had to, like, then do security all over again. And by that time... We had already traveled for four or five hours, but I was so sick. Yeah. And I was like putting back my boots back on after security and I just started crying. Yeah. Because I realized like, oh, it's not over. I still have There's more. Six more hours possibly of like traveling till I'm like in my home. So yeah. that was pretty miserable. But the trip was miserable. I really liked London. I just I wasn't a fan of the food, I would say. Yeah. Well everybody knows that like London is where they made white people. So, like, that's where the ovis of, <laughs> of white people not being able to cook, you know, came from. So, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's just, like, nothing wowed me there. Although, you know, to be a full trash American, mm-hmm. I did go to McDonald's and they had these, like, cheesy bites things that I think they should bring here. And mm-hmm. that was, like, the most impressed I ever, like, was. I was so excited to have, like, McDonald's cheesy like, bites from London. Was it, like, fried mozzarella or something? It basically was, like, the equivalent of a mozzarella stick, but it was so much, like, better. That's cool. And that was, like, the happiest I'd been, like, in consuming anything while it's, I was there. I was also sick, so yeah. who knows? My taste buds might have been off. It's funny how your lizard brain works, where it's just, like, I just want this pleasure. And it's, like, the, just the simplest thing will just I mean, I love cheese. I know. You're a cheese queen. <laughs> So yeah, um, I returned from London thinking mm-hmm. like 2020. Right. I traveled. Yeah. Well, my yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna like take the rest of the year by storm. You know, right. it can only That's get the, better. Exactly. But as I was getting off the plane, I do recall seeing a small little sign about COVID nineteen and yeah, yeah, it was like it was like a it was a joke almost. Like, oh yeah. It was kind of like. Oh, what's going on in China? And then being the sh- typical like shit heel Americans, everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's never gonna reach here, or whatever. Yeah. And then you know, here we go, like nine months later. Mm-hmm. The start to my twenty twenty was a little bit less uh, uh, D- dramatic. No, not dramatic. Mm-hmm. A little bit. There wasn't as much sunshine because twenty twenty started with my grandfather dying. So that's true. That was well. He actually he died at the end of December. No, he died no. in January. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, he did die. Sorry. So that was. Uh, oh, I forgot. <laughs> like only for a second like yeah. i know he's gone but uh 
that was weird because it was the first time I'd ever had a death in my family. Yeah, so I had actually gone, had a death in my family yeah. the month before. So my great grandmother died yeah. in December, and then your grandfather your died. Yeah, it was rough. It's weird because at the time I'm 31 now, but I was 30 years old. I never experienced a family member dying. Mm-hmm. So it was very surreal. Like I'd never gone through that. It was like a strange mix of emotions. Like yeah, you know, you wonder should I I should have seen him more. You know, he was always in contact with us, but it was just it was weird. Like you think of all the things that you could have done, or it was weird. It was a it was a shitty way to start 2020. So it's not like I started with a bang. It's not like my yeah. 2020 was, uh, you know, a fucking Great Gatsby party of... Uh, I'm fast forward to when the Great Gatsby of the Underworld party happened. He dies in a, car, in a car crash? Let's do it. Does um, he die in a car crash? I don't remember. Don't spoil the book, The Great Gatsby. That movie's been around since forever. Well, I guess you're right. So then, okay, you went to England. Returned you dead. You returned dead. Signs of coronavirus, everybody in America was doing the uh, international uh, jerk-off sign when they were like, oh, coronavirus, it's never coming here, it's China's problem, blah, blah, blah. Then it went to, like, Spain and England and all those places, and we were still just like, well, we give a shit. That doesn't have anything to do with us. Party, making out with strangers, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. February was pretty chill. (laughs) And then March happened. You know, you got sick. Um, Yeah, I thought I was going to die. And your mom got sick, and it was a very hard couple of uh, months. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fucking rough. It all happened so quickly. Yeah, I was. You know, my mom had to go to the hospital, and maybe like two days after she was in the hospital, I started getting sick. And it's the sickest I'd ever been in my life. It was like that scary sick. Like I thought I was gonna fucking die, which is funny because I was straight up asked my sister, who's a nurse, so she was dealing with this hell like every day. You know, she'd have to go to work. Her entire job was a fucking coronavirus ward. Then come home and everybody in the house had coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I would ask her, like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Mm-hmm. Couldn't breathe, right? Mm-hmm. I would go down half a flight of steps. I felt like I ran a fucking marathon. Like, yeah. And my sister would be like, no, no. Come on. You're not going to die. Look at you. You're strong. Mm-hmm. You're strong. And then cut to like six months later, my sister's like, yeah, I definitely thought you were going to die. I mean, well, so, she's not going to tell you that to your face, Damien. She tell loves me the truth. you, and I was she's ready, not going to. I was ready to embrace it. Put fear into your I was, heart. I was ready to you embrace. You guys are dealing with so much because you I was, were scared for what was going to happen to your mom. Your mom has a lot of pre-existing conditions that made they were going to intubate taking her. yeah exactly taking care of her very difficult. And then there was the threat of intubation, which we were very scared about. And then, you know, you had to go to the hospital at some point, too, because you were doing so badly. And luckily, you didn't have to stay. They they gave me magnesium. Yeah. That's that anime shit. (laughs) They put the... Because you you had uh, asthma. Asthma. I developed pneumonia from the... So... um, I was dramatic, though. I was sick, but I was also being extra dramatic. Because, like, the way my bed is situated in my room... Right, my bed is kind of in the corner with the window on the same window. I'm sorry, as the same wall as my bed. Mm-hmm. So I started sleeping backwards, like my head where my feet would be. Yeah. So then I had to sleep like that fucking elephant man, you know, like sitting up with like thirty fucking pillows to be able to breathe at all. And uh, it was just not a good experience. So it's it was yeah, it was a fucking hard couple months for like my entire family. You know, we thought like I said before, we thought my mom was gonna get intubated. I had to go to the hospital. It was very scary. Yeah. We're going to be dramatic about like struggle busing through 2020, but I think that 
through various things that we'll t- discuss, you found um, like a new sort of like lease on life, as the Hallmark cards would say. There was yeah, there were things that kind of <laughs> like helped me out. Um, uh, do you yeah. want to start talking about maybe one of the things that might have really helped you during uh, the time you were sick, or maybe after? Uh, yeah, one of the things that sort of when I was when we were at the height of you know how sick I was and my mom being in the hospital every day being fucking uncertain, looking at CNN and just seeing the fucking death tolls rise. And wondering, you know, am I or my mom going to be, like, one of those fucking statistics that, like, you know, we're just going to be a number of people that, that died this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really got me through is there's a show on Shudder called Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. And um, almost every night I would watch an episode. And that's kind of the one thing that kind of got me through those hard times. It's essentially, like, Joe Bob Briggs is a TV presenter. He had a... Uh, a TV show back in the day called Monster Vision where he would show all these like old exploitation and horror movies and stuff like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on TNN or TNT, one of those channels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Editing Jackie is going to swoop in and do something. Maybe, I can't promise where not, Editing Jackie will or whatever. come down from. We don't I can't promise. We're trying to hustle to get this out <laughs> for, you know, 2021. But Hello, it's me, the omniscient editor extraordinaire to give you some facts about Monster Vision. Looks like the series aired on TNT from 1991 till its cancellation in 2000. The original de facto host was a claymation character of all things, followed by the famous magician duo of Penn and Teller in 1993. Then in 1996, Joe Bob Briggs came on the scene, steering the show's focus on horror and schlock films from the 1970s to the 1990s. The show was canceled in 2000, but super fun fact, Shudder revived the show as what is now known as The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. It's essentially like watching a movie with like a really cool uncle. So, you know, yeah, he kind of, yeah, so it's, he presents a movie like some movies are newer than others. Mm-hmm. The, the quality kind of varies from movie to movie, <laughs> but it's, you know, he's the presenter, you know, every 20, 30 minutes, he kind of interjects and will give you either facts about the movie or he's actually like a, a very knowledgeable film critic and film historian. Yeah. And he actually lobbied for a lot of the Times Square theaters back in the day to remain open because he felt that they were sort of a very integral part of independent filmmaking in New York and that kind of stuff. So he's been around for quite a bit. Been around for a while. Yeah, he's he's a little bit older now. Yeah, I mean, I don't look at him as like an old uncle, but then like now, kind of thinking about the timeline of what you're talking about. Yeah, he's probably quite old. He's a little older. (laughs) So that that show really it was kind of just absorbed me. I think at the time I just needed something to turn my brain off. Yeah, I'd be just you know there for hours just watching this show and it was kind of integral in in helping to like kind of take my mind off things and being able to concentrate on something outside of myself for a little while everybody needs a bolo tie wearing uncle (laughs) yeah who watches horror movies i wish yeah what was maybe one of your favorite episodes that you watched I, i mean you know it's kind of maybe hard to pin down because it's like well did you enjoy the movie or did you enjoy the commentary or both? It was both because, again, he does show kind of some quality movies, but a, a lot of them are trash. Like, they're just straight we up. We love trash yeah, here. Yeah, weird. It's in our name. <laughs> you know, uh, he would just show straight up kind of just trash exploitation movies. Other ones were a little bit more artsy or older. Um, so it kind of ran the gamut, but one of the ones 
that I sort of remember the most is a movie called Street Trash. <laughs> just because the movie was so insane. It's got it's about this guy that finds this he's in a liquor store and he finds this untied un unmarked bottle of what we think is liquor, but it ends up being some type of experimental drug. So it turns all the hobos <laughs> into like it, it like melts you. It gives it's like a sort of body horror, like exploitation oh, okay. body horror. So it like melts people. There's one scene of a guy getting melted on a toilet and his like whole <laughs> system like goes inside the toilet. Like his whole like he like melts into the toilet. Um and that actually for for one of the reasons why it stuck out in my mind as well as being a crazy movie is because that was actually one of the ones that I saw I, I saw that episode the first time for the first time after uh the first time we hung out when the pandemic got a little bit it wasn't better but things weren't as crazy was it when we like did a, the park thing yeah we would hang out in the park oh yeah that and like was... we wouldn't even like hug each other oh that was so awkward yeah so that's the I, I, I think that sticks out in my head for that reason as well which is funny it shows like how cinema kind of acts as like markers like in your life you know um i also watched joe bob Briggs because you uh hyped it up yeah. so much <laughs> so i thought i'd give it a shot um, I've watched, uh, maybe two to three episodes. It is quite long. It's a commitment because you have to remember, like, you're watching the f movie in real time. And then he also, like, interjects, like you said, every 20 minutes to remind you that he's there. Right. And to talk to you about some of the, yeah, some of the features of the movie. Um, it's almost like a pop-up video <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, kind of like the VH1, yeah. Yeah, so he kind of starts off with an introduction, tells you about some of the cast and, you know, some facts, and then it'll, like, drop back in. And sometimes I would be watching the film, and I'd totally forget that I was watching, like, a Joe Bob Briggs yeah. episode. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, like, holy crap. I, th yeah. I forgot you're here. <laughs> I think it's also telling that it's, like, I enjoy this uh, this media or this guy that's, like, Everything is just like long winded and like you know he'll he just, wouldn't he'll, know anything about being long winded. <laughs> he'll start you know like he'll start the he'll start the show with like some story about him being in Canada and like drinking in a bar with a you know some prostitute or some like he'll start the <laughs> or he'll start the show with like some complaint about like young people now nothing to do with the movie and then he'll kind of just be like oh and also we have um, a girl walks home alone at night for this movie, you know. <laughs> It's Joe Bob's Briggs show, and you're just an innocent bystander. I'm there for it, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a really cool one. I think that most people used uh, television, movies, streaming services as a way to oh, yeah. get through the pandemic. I can't count how many times awkward Zoom meetings for my job ended up with people just discussing, hey, what are you binging on Netflix now? Yeah, that's all there was to do, you know, it was just like... You're trapped in your house and you can't go out. Yeah. <laughs> Watch some TV. Yeah. Which I know you had some, some TV-related I mean, favorites this year. I don't know. I wouldn't say favorites. I watched a lot of nonsense, but I... I only kind of stuck to one particular thing and I think it's just because I needed like mindless nonsense and then I just mm. kind of reverted back to my old anime ways. Like escapism? or No, I just like kind of went back to like 16 year old Jackie and I was just like, I'm just gonna like melt all my worries and cares by watching anime. Yeah. 
And um, nothing wrong with that. I kind of landed on uh, Saint Seiya or Knights of the Zodiac called Saint Seiya. Yeah. Which uh, was an anime that was originally a manga created by Masami Kurumada. And it first aired as a television show in like 1986. And so this show is kind of like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Mm, yeah. It sort of smooshed together into one. So you have these beautiful pretty boys they're very sexy very sexy boys with like long flowing colored hair mm-hmm. um they're all uh warriors and they call them saints so hence the name like saint Seiya. and they fight wearing these like sacred sets of armor called cloths that are designed after like all the constellations in the sky so like the main character who is Seiya, he's the pegasus knight mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's a lot of nights, which I learned through watching 303 episodes of various versions of the Saint Say anime, <laughs> because Committed. I had nothing better to do. Well, at the time, what was there? You know, what was better than you know? Because <laughs> this show was like this show was ridiculous. So they like use this mystical energy called Cosmo, mm-hmm. which they use to protect the goddess Athena or the reincarnation of the goddess Athena, which. You would think that the goddess Athena would be able to take care of herself. Yeah, she's no. a warrior goddess. <laughs> Apparently not. But anyway, like Cosmo lets these sexy anime men do a lot of crazy Anything. shit. Like Anything. they go blind. They That's but a then power? they like gain their That's a power sight that they back. No, he like they become blind. He got he got blind, but then he was using his cosmos to see. And fight and continue fighting. And then there was this other guy who died and came back to life like a dozen times. Mm. And they scream and they cry together and they die together. Their homies still. And leave. they're beautiful together. There's a yeah. That's <laughs> and all. I, I watched want. every version of it. I even watched the CGI version of it, which I kind of appreciate because it condensed the original. Yeah. It condensed the original like hundred and something episode series mm. and it took out all of like the fluff so like whatever before took like five episodes of them like crying and having like these really tender moments but then also fighting but then also like punching holes through Sometime, each other yeah they condensed that into like one or two episodes so i sort of appreciated mm-hmm. that a lot yeah. but i didn't appreciate that they like changed genders of some characters because like apparently like uh Men wearing pink is not okay. So they just made the characters women. Yeah, so they made a character a woman, which was like. Hmm. Was that was the the CGI one? Was that produced in Japan or was that made in in America? I mean, maybe. Do we know? Uh, we might have to have two visits from <laughs> the editor Almighty um come down and and give you that information because I don't know. Right. I want to say that it is probably produced. In America, it was a Netflix original, but that doesn't mean oh, okay. anything. Looks like the 2019 Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac show was a collaboration with Netflix to make a new adaptation of the manga and anime classic series. It was produced by Toei Animation, features Yoshiharu Ashino as its director, and was written by an American team led by Eugene Song known for his other work in animated series such as Avengers Assemble and Ultimate Spider-Man. Looks like those trashy little kids got it half right. Whee! And it's yeah. still ongoing, so. 
Because like we've talked about this before, but like changing the gender, that's like a very American thing to do to anime, right? Um, they did it in like Sailor Moon. I mean, and... the, the reason why this particular gender swap bothered me was because the character um, originally, w- like his whole like storyline was that he was a gentle person, oh, and he, so they, yeah. he would rather his and his power was defensive. He could go on the offensive. But his power, his his fighting style was defensive. Mm-hmm. But throughout the entire original series, like it's part of his characterization where he would rather not fight. He'd rather be like a gentle person. And his brother was the exact opposite. He was violent. He was like a merge man. Right. You know? And then like just to like remove that characterization of him, just like lean on, oh, let's just make it a girl, because we can't explain why. This yeah. character would f- be like this. I it probably is a very American thing. Right, the fact that it's like these characteristics they see as like feminized or whatever. Yeah. Because obviously it's not an issue in Japan because half of the like characters that they draw look feminine, right. so half, whatever. Right. You Boy, know? Boys cry. Yeah. Boys I know. want to be defensive. I love being defensive, <laughs> as you know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But yeah, that was like my one obsession. I even, once things kind of eased up and we started to see each other again, which was maybe like, what, three months later? It's um, weird because it doesn't seem, didn't seem like that long. It seemed like forever at the time. I mean, as we established, what is time? (laughs) Construct. This this has been the shortest and longest year year all at the same time. So I think about three months you know, after you got better and after things got better in New York, then we so- slowly started to see each other again. Yeah. And I was even watching episodes of Saint Seiya here, like, while you were, like, falling asleep. And then you'd oh, yeah. wake up to people sh- shouting, Death Queen Island! Death Queen Island! We're gonna escape from Death Queen Island! <laughs> and you'd be like, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah, it was also interesting because when you started watching it, there was, like, some type of tournament storyline with that show yeah it starts with a tournament so yeah. it's like oh my goodness like he's using the the, the his lightsaber to whatever no, i must i must fight the, i must fight the evil uh, the, the evil uh, edit here i must fight the evil conquest of queen skull island is that like queen skull? whatever it is <laughs> like and then one one day i just woke up from like falling asleep and then like characters had guns Oh, and it was yeah. like, oh, oh, were guns allowed in this tournament? And you're just like, nah, that was before. Now they allow guns. It's like this this anime is very lit. This is like getting very... Yeah, it's all over the place. But I, I, I have a special place in my heart for it. Because it was just like ridiculous nonsense. I was just had it on while I was working or while I was bored at home, which was quite often. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just we... have to, like, fixate on, like, one thing to, like, get you through. Yeah, I also feel like for you that was also, like, it served as, like, the Nicorette for uh, not having My Hero Academia in your life. <laughs> just like me in a corner um, putting on a patch wearing yeah. the My Hero school uniform yeah, and like, just turning on like holding Saint your... Seiya and exactly. crying a little bit. Like holding your knees yeah. and, like, rocking back and forth. <laughs> I miss my hero. Yeah, I read it's coming back March fifth, but I don't know if that's... I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited. I downloaded the game by the way, so we can like oh, fight each other after the what's, podcast is done cool? recording. Just fat? Did you play it already? 
I played. I'm playing the story mode right now, which is quite quick. Does Fat Gum get sexier as he fights? I don't know yet, but I hope. That would that would be. I, they I probably love didn't, Fat Gum. They probably didn't do that, but that would be a good. That would be better. Yeah. Like at the end of a like a brutal fight, he just he's just like his skinny buff self. Felt even beautiful. though I prefer Fat Gum in his true fat form. He's so fun. You do. I like that he always has snacks. Yeah. He has to keep up. He's the... gotta keep his lipids up. Yeah. Exactly. If you're not watching My Hero Academia and you are in any way a fan of anime, you're fucking up. Because I was fucking up for a very long time. Because I love anime, but it's very rare that I want to watch a show that goes you're, over a certain um, right. amount of episodes. I remember like your friend Naruto, was trying to, yeah. not doing it. Um, What's another? One Piece, Inuyasha. not doing it. I did Inuyasha, and I think that's probably oh, one of the shows that like made me give up. Because I was like, this is never going to fucking oh, end. Yeah. I like One Piece. I only saw a few episodes, but I like it. Anything, I just can't. Anything nautical and of the, the sea. The thought of, I oh, I'm going to get involved in this show that's been around forever, but it's still going on, and who knows when it's going to end. Like, I don't got time for that. Mm-hmm. Time is precious. Exactly. But my hero is a gem. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like anime. Not that I didn't like I was never into it until you kind of exposed me to that show. We've spent... At least two of our like little weekend, long weekend getaways watching way more My Hero Academia than one should. When we went to North Adams, yeah, we watched we My Hero. For like one day. <laughs> like one whole day. And then we, we... we shoplifted butter so that I could make eggs. We went to the supermarket across the You're street. You're going to shout us out on our podcast? I shoplifted butter, went back, made eggs, and then we just watched My Hero for like five hours. And it was glorious. It was good. And then when we went to Philly um, at the end of 2019, we mm-hmm. also watched My Hero because there was a new episode. Yeah. We didn't watch as much My Hero. No. Well, we, we did a lot that weekend. But we there's definitely like a story a of like us just like sitting on the bed watching My Hero yeah. and like eating a thousand donuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, My Hero, we love you. We can't wait for you to come back. waiting for its return. That's one thing that uh, didn't help me in 2020 is... Not having My Hero. hero. (laughs) I feel the same. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Anime, as always, brought me back to life. Supported me when I needed it. Uh Support me. It supported me. Yeah. And, yeah, that was one of the things that helped me struggle bust through it. Yeah. Do you have another example? Yeah, I mean, one uh, thing that was really big is, again, very close to when New York was kind of on the cusp of, like, coming back a little bit, where it was like, you know, okay, this shit's not as crazy. Your friend, who works for the Parks Department, was like, oh, you know, the beaches are open, right? And then, like, the next day, we were at the fucking beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My best friend, he had gone to the beach, and I was like, oh, beaches are open? And he was like, yeah, people were in the water. You just have to be socially distant. And, yeah. So that was like, we went to the, I counted, right? And that summer, we went to the beach like 14 times. No way. Yeah, we went for like 14 times. Yeah, if you count, yeah. There was a time where we were going almost every week. Really? Yeah, it was like 14 times. And well, it's like, was I was like never a I beach had... person. Like, oh, yeah. I'm also, like, yeah. let we... me just, everybody listening right now, just so you get the idea, my body looks like shit. So it I was always, not. so Don't I was always, that. so I was always like, I want to take my shirt off. Oh, no. 
My nipples are out. And then Jackie came into your life. Jackie came into my life, and also Corona came into my life. No, okay. Let let let. Jackie let's, came into my life let's first. Let's explain a little bit. What are you Jackie to... came into your life first, and Jackie, when we were first dating, I was like, "Hey, do you like to go like swimming? Because that's one thing I like to do in the summer. I love swimming, whether it be a pool or a beach. Like I'm there. Let's do it, right? You know what I said? And he said, you know what "I said, I don't like the beach." Yeah. With that little, that, with that same tone too, like nine on the beach, and then I was so I I disappointed. You, I, think I, you, I think I told you I don't know how to swim. No, you said you just don't I like the something? beach, and so then like. Let me rephrase. Had... I should have rephrased. I like the beach. I don't like having to take my shirt off at the beach. I don't like the nudity involved. The male nudity. Well, the male breasts being exposed at the beach. My weird baby arms being exposed at the okay. beach. Okay. But you came along and you showed me the way. Yeah. Oh my God. We went to a, our first ever vacation together which was to cape cod and we went to the beach for one day because i was like i'll be happy wherever we go but the like i have to go to the beach at least once that was the stipulation of our trip yeah and he looked so happy when he was in the water and i was like this boy's a liar he belongs in the water forever i just live in the water yeah and now he loves the beach and i'm so happy yeah i turned into a beach slut it was like you're the secret of Ronan Ish, where it's like the little naked Irish boy forgets that he's a, a, a mermaid seal, <laughs> and then he puts his skin on and he goes swimming, and he's like realizes he's actually one with the ocean. That was like how I felt. Like I always loved swimming, but I was just like very self conscious of uh, what I look like in a bathing suit. And I told him that shit don't matter. It don't matter. But you know, as we've seen this year, like that all went out the fucking window. I'll go to the beach anytime, any day. I know every time I was like, I'll oh, take my go shirt. To the beach. I could take. I would take my pants off. I would take my swimsuit off if I could at the beach. Yeah, we we went to the beach. I think the first day we went to the beach, or maybe the second time, there was one day where it was too cold. The water cold? was freezing this year. At some point, I don't think it was the first time, but it might have been the it was, second. It was pretty early on, yeah. And it was so cold that every, like my body went numb. Like I, I barely, barely went in the water. Usually. You know, if it's a little cold, you kind of just go in and your body adjusts. My body would not adjust to the, yeah. to the cold. But we were just so happy to, one, be together, yeah. and two, to be away from the we would city. Wear, yeah, we were wearing N95 masks on the beach like fucking serial killers. <laughs> well, everybody was. Yeah. You had to be respectful. Yeah. And, yeah, we went a bunch of times. I remember there was that one time because once it was actually summer, you know, people would all want to go to the beach that was literally one of the few things to do yeah and there was one day where we thought we weren't going to be able to get on the beach because they were they were limiting how many people could be was on it, and parking was it like fourth of july weekend or something not fourth of july week. there was something going I don't on remember. i think it was like labor day you no know, it was like the one of the hottest weekends to date up until oh, that, that day, point yeah. and we were sitting in the traffic for maybe 30 45 minutes Long, i think it was longer than that and it was like at the gate like right there like we were we could taste the salt water we can see the gulls and like flying yeah. overhead we were right there and we we're like i don't think we're gonna make it and damien was like pooping his pants i thought bit. so he's we gonna were, lose his we shit that's dro- how much we relied on the so beach the entrance to the beach that we go to it has like three different entrances and as we're driving every entrance previous is like closed check next entrance Close next chest check next entrance mm-hmm. so then we were in traffic for i would say it was almost an hour i think it was a, it was lo- a little I think less it was, than that but and like I, nobody was moving if i but we ended up getting in yeah 
And it's the happiest I've ever felt. Yeah. We relied on, like, being at the beach so much. Yeah. And, like, being if in the water. And we didn't get to the beach. That day. That particular day, I think I would have... You would have seen a grown man crying in the street with a Ninja Turtle bucket hat on. <laughs> oh, I love that bucket hat. It's a good hat. I bought it for it's you. A, it's a good-ass bucket hat. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, the beach... We really slutted it up at the beach this year. Yeah. And we'll probably do... I mean, who knows where we'll be next year, I'm but I think... Right <laughs> the polar bear... They're probably not doing that this year, right? The no, they're probably... No. I would do that. But... Yeah, the beach was a big thing, but I think that everybody sort of embraced the outdoors. I mean, yeah, you, you know, we fully went ham sandwich at the beach this yeah. year. And we went on vacation. We did a little trip to Long Island too, and even then we went to the beach. That's true. We did the pool. Yeah, did yeah, air- yeah. We did an air- oh, you did a diving board. We did a diving board. <gasps> no splash. Ten across the board from all the judges. Woo! And then you did another bee word thing this year yeah. which was super exciting which then i got into but then i almost died what was There's that flash uh i started riding a bike for the first time in like 20 years or something like that yes he got a fancy bike this was so he started off the year almost possibly dying of corona. unable to go down a flight of steps and then he bought a bike and i was so happy for you <laughs> Cause like, Are you really? Yeah, because he sent me a picture of him like carrying the bike and he looked so happy. I looked victorious. Yeah, and then, yeah, he got into biking hardcore, was... which then sort of inspired me. Yeah, I'm caressing my bike in a sexual manner right now as we speak. I mean, in you the, definitely are eye-fucking in the right TV now. In the TV case, our opulent studio where we record out of, <laughs> I'm like right now t- fiddling the bike. That became a big part of my life this summer, mm-hmm. and I know I need to get back into it. Because every other day, I, I would bike. I was sedentary even before coronavirus. I mean, you, I just did he, not. Before coronavirus, you were. I don't you exercise. Moved around, I don't but to, you were going to work. You're walking around all day. You were I don't lifting go to the heavy gym. boxes. Like I don't do like I don't do deliberate exercise. Yeah. And this was the first time where it was like, I got my bike and I was like, I have to do this at least every other day, and I would bike like thirteen to fifteen miles a day. Yeah, that so, was like, crazy. So. That was good. I know I need to get back into it now with the we weather will. being cold. It's a little, but that gave me a lot of joy and a lot of like freedom. Kind of kept me sane through the later part of the summer. Mm-hmm. So. And then I bought a bike, and then I almost died. Sometimes you got to go through that though. It's like you went through. <laughs> it's like when you start boxing or like martial arts. They say like the best thing is to just get hit in the face because then you don't have that fear of like getting hit. Yeah. So you fell. You already know what it's like. Whatever. So now you can kind of move forward and yeah. be, you know. I I fall for nothing. Yeah. So just add wheels, mm-hmm. and it was bound to happen. The, yeah. The, <laughs> the rate of of destruction goes up. <laughs> yeah. But that yeah, I think outdoor activities were was a big thing. Even like when we first started to see each other, um, after you know you had recovered. Yeah. And we made sure that we both were safe, um, you know, taking tests, antibodies, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to the park. And we'd house, draw. Yeah. Cholo Park. Yeah, Cholo Park. We'd we'd sit and we'd talk and we'd listen to music and we'd draw. You'd and bring it was, your it was thousands, nice. Yeah, you'd bring your thousands of markers. I mean, you have to be prepared <laughs> with every color. You don't know what, what inspiration you might get from being at Cholo Park. Exactly. So you have to have all the colors. <laughs> right. It was um, good. I would do that again this summer. Just like. Anyway, another B word thing uh-huh. that kept us 
on the or struggle kept bus. Us, uh, kept us. Kept us on the struggle bus or off the struggle bus? Kept us. Or, we're or on the struggle bus. Temporary stops off the. You know, like when you're on a, a, a Greyhound bus uh-huh. and they're like, we're stopping here for everybody to piss. But we're still on the struggle bus, though. Yeah, but not continuously. Okay, well. Like the beach. We're not struggle bus at the beach. The beach was. The beach was when they're like, all right, everybody get off the struggle bus and stretch your legs. And you're just like, oh, that feels so good. <laughs> True. Okay. So another thing that, well, uh, another stop on the struggle bus for me with a B word. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the theme, like B word things B-word. for St. Seiya. B for bike Bob 2020. Riggs, beach, oh, bike. Oh my God. So I'm, and I fucked it up with St. Seiya, but boys, Bam-bay. sexy, sexy boys, Yeah. B. But another thing that. Uh, helped me was dedicating um, myself along with my friends to a little book club. That's cool. Yeah. We had started it before the quarantine hit. Yeah. Um, but we Which, committed a, to it throughout say, the whole year. What a perfect time, you know, to do that. Yeah, I will admit that we kind of like fell off, and that was probably at the height of like I was a mess because of everything that was happening and everybody was adjusting to like life stuck in their apartments um you know damien was sick i was scared that i was probably gonna get sick i was literally with him a day before his mom was hospitalized it's a fucking miracle that you didn't get sick yeah uh me too honestly that's insane um but so we there was a brief hiatus but we almost did the whole year so right now we have 10 books in a lot yeah can you do it how often? We we try to do it every month, but of course I told you like we did have a brief hiatus. Um, but we've read ten books as of December. So we awesome. didn't we didn't do anything for two months. Yeah. But um we've read you know, a little bit of fiction, a little bit of sci fi. I even chose a graphic novel, um, which was on the Sunbeam by Tilly Walden, which was super fun and beautiful. And that's really helped me, like, you know, me and my friends, we commit to things like trivia, like what we used to do in the city, but we always, we, we tried, you know, writing workshops and stuff like creative writing mm-hmm. clubs and all that stuff, and we'll keep up with it for a little while, and then eventually, like, we'll all get lazy and we just won't do it anymore. It just poops out, yeah. But this is, like, the first thing where we've, like, kept up with it, and we've even, like... Awesome. added people in and i think just having like i'm not a fan of the zoom shit like you know yeah, zoom was a little... i'm tired of it already like don't fucking call me don't ask me to turn my camera on on the zoom right now i will hate you but like doing that with them and having to look forward to that having to be held to like mm-hmm. a scheduled really helped like my sanity and like also they're my best friend so it's like you get another excuse to be with them for on zoom for an hour but yeah it's really helped me and like i love reading and i sometimes fall off of reading um just because i'm so busy doing something else i'm reading like just smaller like trade comics as opposed to like full-length novels so it's been really nice to like get my feet feet wet again and like read hardcore yeah and in between reading those books i've also read like my own books Mm. So that's really nice doing the guess, book club together. Yeah, I guess the book book club also in a time where everything like time was basically meaningless because every day is just the same. Yeah, it almost gives you something to like. You have to like hold hold yourself accountable to something. Yeah, you know, that's what I need accountability. I like, yeah, so it's cool. It's like awesome that it's also like DIY that you have a, a group of people that are like willing to do this because I feel like if I tried to do it with my friends, it would just like. I mean, I've, after like you know half a month, it would just die. I've invited you to my book club. I don't. 
I know. I will take you up on the offer one day. All right. I also re- I read at a glacial pace, so I read slowly. Which one of the reasons why I stopped reading so much was because I was no longer traveling every day to work, and that's mm-hmm. when it was like my prime reading time, like right. on the bus, on the train, and I would travel almost two hours, going so four hours in total yeah. every day, Lots or like during my lunch period, and now I don't do that anymore because I'm yeah. stuck home. So love reading. Um, I think my favorite book that I read thus far has been I don't know. You just read Circe by Madeline Miller. Mm. which is about the Greek goddess Circe. Yeah. And I found that really fun. I genuinely like Greek mythology, and it touches on some of the lesser-known characters in Greek mythology, and then it also touches on characters that we all know, like uh, Odysseus from the Odyssey. So you see these characters that are the heroes, and you sort of see them in a different light in this one, That's and you cool. kind of get a picture into like the inner circle of like the gods. Yeah. And that, all yeah. their nonsense, and that's pretty cool. That's so cool, that was yeah. one of my favorite books. That's cool. I like that it's like also like a, I don't know, it's like a DIY thing. Like you, know, you group of people just decided to do this book club, and like everybody stuck to it. Yeah, and we all get to pick, so there's a rotation. So that way, we hopefully get a lot of different types of books. Yeah. In so that's why like I threw a graphic novel in the the mix for my own choice the first time around and we all have very strong opinions for the most part (laughs) one of my friends I remember our first ever book club meeting this was after our trip to London Mm -hmm. we met up at a place uh, because this was in January so everything was still open yeah we met at a place and she like throws the book down it was pretty thick she throws it down on the table and she was like I hated this fucking book (laughs) and she proceeded to like trash the book for like 20 minutes so it's fun yeah that's the one thing i think would make me a little nervous is like if i don't i'm very um like if i don't like something i kind of just like shut down Mm. so having to read something that i'm not into that doesn't i i'll I'll, i'm still considering joining the book club though and i know we have this on record now and i well considering means it's tentative hopefully it's leaning more towards yeah yeah (laughs) i know uh it's kind of a spoiler alert, but I know that we've talked about maybe doing some type of mini book club for the podcast as well. Oh, yes. So. We're, we're pondering. We're seeing how we could do it, yeah. but maybe pick something short, like a like a short story and then like a... Yeah. That'll be Graphic cool. Graphic novel or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had the books. We had the sexy boys. We had beaches. We had bikes. Mm-hmm. We had Bob Briggs. Joe, Yeah. Joe Bob, Bob Briggs. Yeah. We're sticking with the B theme here. B theme. Is your next example of something that kept you on the struggle bus a B thing? Kept me on the bus? Or kept you off the bus? Or was a break from the bus? Break from the bus. Break from the bus. Yeah. It is also a B word. What? Yep. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Go. And his name, the man, the myth, the legend is Big Ed. Big Ed. Oh my god. He's honestly... It's such a at first, at first. I'm sorry, I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was like, "What could it possibly be? What other B word things mm-hmm. have?" I mean, what wouldn't it? That should be the top of. If 2020 was a person, it'd be Big Ed. Oh God. Okay. Please elaborate for those so, of us who are not familiar with Big Ed. So, all right. 90 Day Fiance was kind of on my peripheral, and then you actually got me into it. Yeah, my parents and me to keep our sanity. I'm, yeah, 
we every Sunday during the quarantine would sit down and watch Nine Day Fiance nonsense for like four hours. Yeah, I'm surprised that your family's into that. Oh, we love the drama. I'm, I know you you, you love drama and fuckery love, and like people being torn apart it. and all this. My dad secretly loves it. Like he that's loves crazy. the fuckery. That's crazy to me. Because your dad it. is very like action movie, like you know that kind of stuff. Expendables. He loves the fuckery. Yeah, a man after my own heart. <laughs> so at, at that the newest this past season of Ninety Day Fiance actually started, I think. Kind of around the shit when coronavirus hit the United States. True, true, true. So it just became, you know, a staple of my thing where you tell me about it. And I was like, you know what? Let me watch this. And it got to the point where I had to tune in every fucking week to see what was going on. You gotta keep up. And of course, everybody knows the star of this season. This <laughs> well, past season's 90 Day Fiance is Big Ed. It was the season before. Or was it before? I think it was. No. Well, it was 90 ones, Day you know? Fiance before the 90 Days. This show has blown up so much. I don't even know what you're have... talking about. I call it the Big Ed show. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Okay. To give some, some clarity, there are three versions of the 90 Day Fiance series. There's the original 90 Day Fiance. Then there's 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And it follows the journey of people who've been on the original show before and have either gone married mm-hmm. or have found new have people, on, yeah. have started families, so you get to like follow them. It's, a, it's basically like a where are they now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's a new version, which is called Before the 90 Days. So it's typically when the Americans go to the country of their boyfriend and or girlfriend, potential fiancés, right. and they experience life with them to decide, like, am I going to propose to them and then start the K-1 visa process? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days because yeah. Big Ed, the myth, the and legend, is in that season. Let me and be he goes clear. to the Philippines. He goes to the Philippines. Let me be clear, though, before I continue. Every human being on that particular season gets a fucking participation trophy for being a maniac. <laughs> so... Okay. David, uh, baby girl Lisa, Usman, Oh my god, they all baby get, girl Lisa. They all, yeah, they're all, they're all in my heart. Another B, baby girl baby Lisa. Baby girl Lisa. They're all in my heart. Big Ed is the VIP. He gets the award. <laughs> At first, I was, he was aberrant to me. He was very, like, he just repulsed me. Mm-hmm. As he does most human beings, I think. I would think. He's, yeah. Okay. I, I can't I, describe to you. I'm sorry. Like, anybody out there in, like, Radio Land, you have to just watch that season of 90 Day Fiance. Okay, this but is, can we... Yeah. I want to ask you a question. I have a lot of joy in my heart right now. Yeah, yeah. I know, because you're talking about Big Ed. You're yeah. your man. Yes. Um. Also, wait. Now that you're talking about Big Ed, one uh-huh. a person that I follow on Instagram, a friend of mine, uh-huh. paid for a cameo oh, for God. Christmas to get a message from Big Ed. To who? To herself. I don't know who, like, paid for it. Like, maybe, like, her boyfriend or something paid for it. And then it sent it, like, for her. Yeah. But she posted it on Instagram. And Big Ed is, like, wearing a Santa Claus outfit. That's my fetish. (laughs) So, sorry to interrupt you. But you said he He was gross to you. Yeah. Also, I mean, okay, let me just say, I'm not a big fan, like, morally. You heard about all the fuckery that happened with him on Instagram Live and all that? Yeah, he's a mess. He he like He's a mess. he was sexually hitting on like a fourteen year old girl after she said she was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. I don't support that. Yeah, but I Let's support fuckery in general. Yeah, I'm the mayor of nonsense nonsense town. So does he gross you out? Well, he was born different. No 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 no. no. Don't is that why you're saying that, or because he's just like as a, a person? Mess. He could be okay. So like 
for instance, you know the midget in 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 uh, can't say midget, say little person. The little person in like Bad Santa. Yes. It's like you wouldn't look at him and be like, oh, whatever. Right? No. Like, like what? Big Ed is an anomaly unto himself. Yeah, he has like um this has, weird thing where he not, he didn't. It is not a medical condition. He it's not it's not a medical condition, but he was born with something wrong editing jackie will find out the name for it here was he and really it's basically born? Wait, was he really he born has no like the top half of his body mm-hmm. is like when they draw a football player and he has little tiny legs but then broad huge shoulders and yeah. chest yeah and then he has no neck like he can't even he can't drive i think he said this like he can't like he was turn his whole like neck a certain way yeah because it's just the way his he his was born. Chin, his chin, it's, 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 his chin it's comes a out of his shoulders. It's a deformity of some sort. Yeah, he's shaped like an upright bullet bill from Super Mario. <laughs> no, he's not. But that's not why he grosses us out. No, of course he not. I would never, I would never make fun of anybody that has like a physical disability. Yeah, but it's just that it's because he's a gross person. God made the perfect cocktail of like all the perfect ingredients to make a scuzzy human being. Like, people overcome. Danny DeVito, the mm-hmm. man. True. How many women wouldn't want to have sex with Danny DeVito? A lot, probably, but go on. Right? Big Ed could have gone on to be a star. He was rather good-looking when he was, he was younger. Buff. But I just love how scuzzy he is. Like, he he's just the perfect combination of, like, just being looking physically weird. And, like, you know how it's... Oh, don't judge a book by its cover. But then he's like the opposite. It's like actually, yeah. That's like you see him, and it's like that's what you are. It's just yeah. He's slimy. He 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 gives his his potential new wife a nighty, and he's like, I want you to dress like a little girl for me, Rose. That's not what he said. Brush your teeth. Your, your breath has been a little he smelly. He bought guys. her a toothbrush, and it looked like a child's toothbrush. And he's like, by the way. Your breath doesn't smell so nice. And yeah. he gave her like toothbrush and a toothpaste. And then he followed up with, oh, and I also bought you a sexy a teddy teddy for you to wear. So why don't you go brush your teeth and uh, get, let's, let's get, get busy. Right. And like he made his potential wife take an STD test. He fucking, it looks like he was about to shit himself when he landed in the Philippines. Like he, he was just, he's hot. He's not able to deal with anything that's different from himself. He's just of the perfect mess. He's constantly sweaty. It's amazing. But so, so Big Ed is the star of that whole show. I came to think he was disgusting. He ended up being the fucking VIP for me personally. I well, I was just happy. Where spoiler alert, he's definitely a cokehead. <laughs> like I was just happy when spoiler alert. Did we talk about his crazy ponytail? His no, crazy. We didn't talk okay. about his crazy ponytail. He's got a crazy ponytail. I'm sorry. What? He has a crazy, like, samurai ponytail. Half the time his hair doesn't, like, stay in the ponytail, so it's, like, falling limply around his face. The state of his ponytail is... He's almost like uh, when you've watched that documentary Blackfish, and they're like, oh, when the killer whales have, like, some serious emotional trauma, they're, like, their fins flop over. That's what his hair is. Like, his hair is, like, a cartoonish sentiment to how he's feeling at the moment. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. True. He has ridiculous hair. I don't even know. He should just I cut started, it. I started to cover it. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, so spoiler alert, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, his girlfriend, Rose, 
um, dumps, him. dumps him, and she she dumped he him tries. in the most boss way. Because you gotta remember, like well, a lot of these women, he's a manipulator, first of all. Yeah. So a lot of these women, you might think from you know countries that you know they're struggling, considered third world, they might not feel like they have any power in this situation because this is a person with. Supposedly, who supposedly has money and he's from America and she, you know, might want to go to America. So it's like if she fucks this up, she might not, you know, have another chance or whatever the case yeah, may be. Being held at the but she was just like, you know what? You're a liar and you're a terrible person. I don't want to be with you. And she walked out. Yeah. She left him cold at the hotel that he took her to, went back home by herself. Yeah. Because the whole thing was like from the beginning, he was kind of being a weird, he was being weird and creepy. He's, you know, that woman had a son, and he was like, I'm going to take you on vacation, Rose. We're gone, Rose, we're going on Yeah, because he didn't want to stay at home with her family in their, rat? like, hut. Yeah, and they, like, bathed with rats and stuff. Hello, so funny. But, so he was like, I'm going to take you on vacation, Rose. And instead of just taking the kid, she had a little kid, he just takes her to try to, like. Well, because he wants to fuck. Exactly, trying to get up in that. So. He also told her that she had to shave her legs. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like, but it's also what makes him so much creepier and a hero in my mind is the way that how, <laughs> he, that work, how, he, how he skirts around the issue. He never really just says you should shave your legs. He's like, your legs kind of look like mine, Rose. And she's like, I, I don't know what, like, your legs are different than mine. And he's like, yeah, you know, Rose, they're, they're hairy, Rose. Yeah, he has to make a deal with her, so she doesn't like his beard. So he has to shave his face. I'll shave my beard, so when you kiss me, Rose, it'll be smooth like your legs. And then I can put my face on your legs, and it'll be da-da-da. It'll be great. I mean, but he's still, you know what, also, like, he pulled this bullshit about her shaving her legs, but at the end of the day, he still fucked her the night before. Did he? Yeah, they they had sex, they were intimate. And then afterwards, he's like, because he got what he wanted, now he feels all entitled, like, you know what, you should shave your legs. Like, clearly that wasn't bothering you when y'all was doing the nasty. Dudes are horny. He's, the, ma- he's the mayor of horny town. That he is. <laughs> that Is he, he not? Is. I don't... I mean, he's the also, mayor of something. Like, let me just say, his shoe game was fucking bananas. Bananas? Yeah. How was his shoe game bananas? He had... Yeah, he, he was... He had some rocking sneakers. I mean... Not- he went to the Philippines in like the highlighter orange joints. I I wouldn't say that his shoe game is very impressive. As you know, um, my dad is a sneakerhead, and yeah, but your dad's not big Ed. My dad's so- name is Edwin. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he's not the big Ed. The big Ed. I see. Okay. No neck, big Ed. Oh God. <laughs> well, big Ed. Helped save your life during the struggle bus year yeah, his, 2020. The fucking the one man circus that should I get is. him to send you a cameo as well? Yo, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. I'm gonna be like Big Ed. My heart would explode. I in my need chest. you to make a cameo for my boyfriend Damien. He struggled through this year. Mm-hmm. 2020 was so difficult, but watching you got him through. You saved his life from corona. Not the medicine, not the magnesium. Not the doctors. No, it was you. Not the medicine, it was you, Big Ed. And I'm going to request that he wears, like, a doctor's uniform. Oh, my God, that is amazing. <laughs> it's so disrespectful to all the healthcare workers of the United States. I love it. He definitely has, like, some type of... He definitely has a doctor's costume in his weird, like, sex... I mean, he, his, his little yeah. sex closet. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, so 90 Day Fiance was brought me back from the brink several times. The fool, I love um, I love foolishness and nonsense and. I mean, I love it too. And we still are obsessed drama. with uh, 90 Day Fiance because that shit is still going. Yeah. And I think one of the days we were recording for a podcast, we were definitely. I think it was for the intro, like our little like one. teaser. Yeah. We had gone upstairs to the like rest. Stopped. The day ground to a Yeah. Halt. I was like. Um, I don't think I want to go back downstairs and record because 90 Day Fiance is on. And we literally just watched like two hours of 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. All of you fools who put yourself through. Yeah. Well, don't say the that. Filming because, of this show. Because now if for Big my Ed, joy. If Big Ed hears that, he's not going to want to do my cameo. He's going to want to do it. If you, you pay him, he's going to do it. That's true. So, you know what the biggest thing that got me through? Does it start with a B? I mean, yes, I could make it start with a B. The biggest thing that got me through 2021. What is it? My boyfriend. Oh, that's cute. Oh, you my too. boo. My bae. My, that was on my list, too. My bae. Aw, aren't we just we sick got it. cute? We got through it together. Yes. It was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I think, like, obviously, like, I was scared that, you know, you were going to die and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, But I think it wasn't until, like, we were not able to see each other or even like touch each other for months. Long time. I think, yeah, that that was, that was so weird, and I was so scared. I was like so depressed, but then I think like I realized like how like we just are. I think we value each other more. Like, yeah. I think we we pretty much like had a pretty solid relationship, and we were very respectful towards one another for the most part, and mm. we like clearly like love each other. But I think. We value each other more because yeah, we had to be apart for that length of yeah. time, and it's not just like it wasn't just oh we're apart. It's we're apart, and this like thing is fucking ravaging everything around us. Yeah, and then like we couldn't do anything for one another. Like he was sick, and and I and I couldn't do anything to help him. Um, you know, and that was hard. You know, because that's what you want to do, like. Whether it's your boyfriend or your mom, like if they're not feeling well, you want to be there to support them and you want to be there to like help them feel better or get whatever they need. And it's like, I literally couldn't because if I came here, that's it. Like I'm living here and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have the coronavirus too. Yeah. So yeah, that was very hard. But I think that we've learned to like, like I said, value each other more, value like time together more even if it's just like oh we're just gonna watch a movie i mean we you know not much has changed in what our usual things that we do but i think that we just like think it so much more special yeah i think yeah and it's definitely together we've also like because we have time now i mean i still work but not me (laughs) but we were able to take the time to make this podcast yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, I mean, we started late in the year, but we've been stewing about it for quite some time. And I think that the pandemic has allowed us to say, fuck it. We're going to just Do press it. record. Whether it's good or bad. And share it with you fine people. So. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. Here's to 100 more podcasts. 100 more episodes, you mean? <laughs> or do you want to have 100 podcasts? I have another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's. I think we realized. I mean, I realized like how much, um, you know, like you mentioned before, our time apart. I don't think I realized how much I appreciate you. I mean, I appreciated you, but I, I don't think 
I realized how much, what an integral part of my life you are. <laughs> Don't make me cry. You know, and like not being able to see you, be with you all those you know, all those months, that was very hard. Yeah. And then even when we did see each other, yeah. like, we tried, like, doing Zoom and stuff. Like, even that was, like, heart-wrenching for me because he was so sick. Yeah, I couldn't breathe. So, like, I wanted to talk to him so bad, but then, like, I felt bad for making him talk. Yeah. I would breathe. You know what it was, too? It was, like, I would breathe in. Like, I would inhale. Yeah. And I would make this sound. I would go. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Like, I couldn't, like yeah but here we are we made it through at least this part yeah we're back on the struggle bus now because um obviously new york is shutting down just a bit um and everything is surging now yeah uh we are literally recording this on uh, december 20th wow new year's eve (laughs) december I don't know dates. I'm literally <laughs> staring at the date on my computer and mm-hmm. I'm saying everything wrong. December 31st, 2020. We are recording this. Who knows when it will be releasing? Well, we're I, trying. I'm going to try. We should, we should try to shotgun blast this episode. Honestly. Well, we'll see. Those were just so, a few of the things that yeah. helped us get through 2020. Yeah. So, and we... Do we have any like... I don't want to say resolutions. Do we have any resolutions or thoughts for 2021? Yeah, I mean, this is going to kind of go back to being a bummer. But when I was sick, like I, you know, I mentioned before, I didn't know if I was going to, how, I was very seriously sick. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I know. And I realized at that point, like how much I sort of just took life for granted. Like I kind of was working this shitty job that I was miserable at. I, you know, I was thinking about all the places I hadn't traveled to that I still wanted to go to, even if it was like simple things. And I was like, you know, it's such a shame. I spent so much time just like being pissed off about work or my situation in life or just not being grateful overall for like the things that I had. It sounds cliche, but that's sort of, that that kind of came into focus so as I started feeling a little better, I was like, wow, I really came to the edge of what I thought was going to be like me not being around and me not embracing the things I should have been embracing and like doing the things I want to do. And I've realized as time has gone on, I've sort of lost that little spark a little bit where I wanted to sort of like live life without any regrets and just do do whatever I want to do, mm-hmm. see things I want to see just do things my way on my own kind of uh terms and i i would like 2021 to sort of be that i don't want to like lose that feeling again because i it was a very empowering feeling at the time feeling that you know where it's just like after this i'm probably going to be unstoppable because it's like i felt like i came up to the 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 precipice of death Mm -hmm. and so nothing i i felt like untouchable like you know what i'm just gonna bulldoze the rest of my life and I find that I'm sort of losing that a little bit now because I kind of got set, I settled back into sort of everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like my resolution for 2021, if you want to call it that, to sort of hold on to that kind of sentiment of just, you know what, do whatever the fuck I have to do to like make myself happy. You know, that is a good non-resolution. <laughs> non-resolution. We'll call it what? Oh yeah. Let's call it like an affirmation. Yeah, we'll we'll call it that. Yeah. What about you? Um, 
I think that I kind of am on the same wavelength as you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have like a lot of things that I want to happen and I want to make happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think that I also have to have a fuck it attitude. Yeah. Um, when it comes to a lot of things, I'm very uh, self-conscious about everything that I put out there mm-hmm. or do. And I think that for 2021, I just want to embrace the zero fucks attitude. Yeah. And Would you, just go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think that that's a good, uh, that that's a good resolution for you. And hopefully affirmation, not resolution. Affirmation. And hopefully we can work on that together. Mm, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. It's going to be 2021 in four hours. Four hours. We stand at the dawn of the new year after this horrendous fucking dumpster fire. Dumpster fires um, happen. You know, dumpster fire, hepatitis. Yeah, hepatitis filled dick of a year. And we want to say, fuck you, 2020. Woo! Eat my ass. Eat it all up. You suck dick, but we're still here. Yeah. We're alive, attempting to thrive. (laughs) I think that we're reaching that place of thriving. Yeah? Yeah. I hope so. We'll do it. I think so, and I hope so. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. And I hope that you guys have a good new year, 2021, positive vibes. Yeah. It's still amazing to me that people listen to this podcast. Like, in a good way. I don't mean that, like, facetiously. No, yeah. We're we're doing this for us, but we're doing it for you, too. So, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, please let us know on Instagram at trash bin kids Mm -hmm. uh we will take any and all comments questions requests requests very seriously we will answer you one of us will probably be (laughs) no it's our um our assistants yeah the ones that handle the no it's us the instagram (laughs) so we will answer we will comment um and we will try to integrate it into our show because our our show is just a bit of everything so uh please send those our way we really need inspiration. Yeah. We, we have plans. We're not going to make it seem like we don't have plans, but yeah, we want to know what you want to listen to. Because exactly. you could be spending your time doing anything else, but the fact that you spend um, some time with us every week is amazing. So we want to know what you want. Yeah. Well, you know, we're definitely here to... Uh, entertain. We have, yeah, entertain. <laughs> we have stuff, like Jackie said, lined up uh, sort of in the in the... the, the the zygote phase of <laughs> what we're, we want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll take, like, you know, like she said, any requests, let us know. Reach out to us. We're very friendly. We love you, everybody. Yeah. Happy happy New Year to everybody. Ooh, happy New Year to you. Jackie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, I felt it. That's Happiest like, of New Year's to you. You can sing at the beginning and I could sing. And my song was a little more happy. I'm sorry. I was trying to give you a backing track. I didn't want to steal your thunder. That was good. That was very Mariah Carey. 
<laughs> Jackie. Yeah. Where can they find you on social media? Me? They can find me at Jackie versus World. That is Jackie vs World on Instagram. You can see my puppies. And I don't mean anything fresh. I just actually post a lot of pictures about my dogs. <laughs> and where can we find you, Damien? And find me at Damien Rivera. Just my name. Yeah. And um, Damien, I don't know if you know, but he does all the cover arts for every single episode and our logo. And he's an artist, so he's constantly drawing. And motherfucker just got a new iPad for Christmas. This shit is real. And he is learning how to animate a little bit. And he is going to take the world by storm with all his new digital animations mm-hmm. and drawings. So follow Why him. You... Yeah. Do I'm it I take, now. I take commissions. Can you tell them what I've been doing for the past like 30 minutes? And after he was inspired by his true hero, Big Ed, he has just been drawing <laughs> Big Ed for the people. I, this is probably going to be the cover That's art. That's pretty good, right? For no reference? I think it's pretty great. For no reference? Yeah, so get ready. You're, if you're listening to this episode, you probably already saw the cover art, but... Yeah, Damien's a multitasker. He can pod and he can draw at the same time. I can pod. I can cry. He I can, can have, sing. I can have tantrums. Woo! I can sing. So, happy new year to you all. Happy new year, everybody. I hope this year is kinder to you than it's been to many people. To the world. To the world. And uh, rest in peace, MF Doom. Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Adios. Wait, you don't appreciate my spin?